All right. We are a few days away from Kabbalat Torah Shavuot. Shavuot and the um, the Chag Kabbalat Torah is very special, uh, being celebrated. If it is, if it is celebrated with all its minhagim and all of the special halachot and customs that were in uh, that were practiced in Arzota Ma'arab in Morocco. And I want to mention a couple of them to give a picture exactly how uh, the Chag Kabbalat Torah was. So, let's start from the Minhag of staying up all night. The Minhag of staying up all night is a Minhag Israel Kadosh that it's written already by the Arizal that somebody who who stays up all night and has tremendous um, you know energy the whole night and he's not mevatel so muftach lo that he'll have a, a year of hatslacha and uh, many great things are written about staying up all night. It's known that in Morocco the minag the people would do the kraya they would do the tikkun until let's say one in the morning then they would go to sleep and uh, and then they would have a normal uh, tefillah at 7, 8.30 the kids would be able to come to Beit Knesset and it was uh, it was uh, a tefillah of chag a tefillah of uh, of, uh, of joy now I'm not saying that nowadays that's what everybody should do because there's a certain special um, chizuk that people get nowadays from staying up all night and praying nets. But we, we do realize that we're losing out a certain bringing the kids to tefillah. Uh, we lose out the, uh, the, the family type of joy of tefillah. The tefillah is compromised. The tefillah, you know, a lot of people are tired and they're sleeping and they're half sleeping. Who remembers the haftarah of, uh, of the, of, of the, of the Mirkava? People are, are, are already falling asleep then. So, the Minhag remain, you know, obviously the, the, the Minhag of the Arizal is one that became very, uh, very important, very strong. And I, I heard from Rav Shlomo Dayan, from the Mechaber Sevateret Shlomo, that a story, uh, in Spanish Morocco by Rav Yuda Leon, uh, somebody came to his community, uh, from Eretz Israel and they saw that people weren't staying up. Shavuot night. So he said, what is this? Everybody has to stay up. Shavuot night. And he, he kind of like pushed that they should change the custom. Leon saw him. He went over to him. He said, listen, you have no right to touch any minhag. Somebody, if you're from the outside coming in, in the city and doing whatever you want, I really should be able to drive you out of the town, town right now. But since we're in the middle of Shavuot, I can't. So the house where you're staying by, that's where you're going to be. I don't allow you to pray in any minyan betzibur. Stay there the whole time. And as soon as the chag is over, get out of the city. That's basically all he says. Who do you th- like? Who do you think you are? We have a reason why we're doing things. Why we don't stay up all night. Why we stay up a certain amount. And then we go to sleep and have the tefillah as regular. So it really matters. Each community, you know, I'm just bringing out a point that I have a friend who is very close to Revel Yashiv, 
he wouldn't stay up all night because it ruined the rest of his day. He wasn't the type of person that could stay up all night. It ruined the rest of his Shavuot. Some people are just not able to do that physically. And since he wasn't able to do that physically, he said he'd rather, uh, he'd rather, uh, give up on that, uh, compromise of, uh, of, of, of Shavuot night. And therefore, um, and, and therefore, you know, and that's, that's, uh, and, and like that was obviously the result is a ma'ala. But if it's going to compromise an ikaradin, then, uh, then we don't go after the ma'ala. And that's basically a rule in halakha, to use your common sense. So regarding the minag of staying up all night, although it was something, something very special, and a, a yeshiva that's able to do so, and, and b'nei Torah that are able to do so, and, uh, somehow it will affect the children, somehow it will affect the children, but that doesn't mean that it's something that uh, it doesn't mean that it's something that should not be done. It just matters that a person has to know when to do and what what she called to do when. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, in regards to uh, in regard to what did we eat on Shavuot. What did we eat on Shavuot? So, the minhag of having dairy on Shavuot is is, is brought in the Rama, Siman Tafsadidalit Siv Gimel, and uh, he gives two reasons. Number one, it's zecher to the two uh, the two tafshilim that we take on Lel Pesach, which is zecher la Pesach, zecher la Chagiga. So too, we eat Ma'achale Chalav, and afterwards Ma'achale Basar. Ishtabura says a very famous reason that when B'nai Israel came from Arsinai, they didn't find anything to eat because there was all the laws of Kashrut, so they only had milk. And obviously meat needed to have uh, Malicha done to it, Hadacha, Kashrut the Kalim, whatever else. So they had Ma'achale Chalav. So there's also those who have a Minhag to have honey and milk because dvash v'chalav tachat neshonech. So there is a custom of having milk. And the sefer noeg b'chokmah amud reshbet brings this minhag but doesn't say that ki'ilu, it's something that was so commonly uh, co- commonly done in Morocco. Bichlal uh, having having uh, milk in, 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 in Morocco wasn't so common. It wasn't considered an important, they didn't have blintzes and, uh, and, and, uh, sour cream with, with, with all types of pancakes and, and, and fancy milk that costs more nowadays than the meat. They didn't have that. Having milk, it was something lowly. They had bear cooks with chalab. So if they had it, they didn't have it as part of the meal. The meal was obviously meat. But the question comes up, and it's an important question. How long do you wait once you had milk having meat? Are you allowed to have uh, meat right after milk or not? And what was what was the minhag in in that regard? So I want to I want to introduce to you to the following um, to, to the following mikorot. Number one is that in the Shulchan Aruch in Siman Yoredia Siman Petet writes that a person has chalav and right afterwards a person is able to have um, 
um, basar. It doesn't have to wait at all. And that seems to be the Shulchan Aruch's opinion. Nevertheless, the Ramah writes, nevertheless, the Ramah writes, uh, I'm sorry, the Ramah writes, the, the, some people are knowing to have, uh, to, to wait one hour. And the Bet Yosef in Orachaim, Siman Kufayin Gimel, breaks from the Zohar Kadosh that there are those who are machmir not to eat meat after Gvina Besiuda Achat, like it's written in Mishpatim. Ashkechan kol man de achil, hai michleki chada, o beshata chada, o besiuda chada, arbain yomin chazi gadia mikatse beklavoi. Somebody who eats in one seuda milk and meat is gonna have a gadi. That was the story that, uh, that I said over that uh, there's a child that came to get a bracha from Rav Chaim Kanievsky, a whole group of kids, and one child wasn't getting a bracha. They brought him the second time. Rav Chaim still didn't give him a bracha. Afterwards, they asked Rav Chaim, why aren't you giving him a bracha? He says, what, you don't see that he has a gdi on his forehead? <coughs> they found that afterwards that this, this child had a desire to have milk chocolate after his meal and meat, and it says that you have a gdi on your forehead. We don't see it. Rav Chaim sighed. So either way, we, uh, there's a big controversy. What's the pshat in the Zohar Kadosh? Does it mean that, that you could have right away, I mean, you, 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 you're not allowed to have milk, and then you have to, in other words, if you have milk, you have to wait six hours? In other words, I'll read you the lesson of the Zohar again. Kol man de achil hai michla, in other words, can't eat it at once, or in one seuda. The Bet Yosef writes that, he, that the Mordechai also says that having cheese, you, ha, you have to wait even if you're going to have chicken, you have to wait six hours. And he says it seems to be that even if you have it beforehand. And everybody asks, I mean, what's going on? How is the Bet Yosef so machmir? So, it seems to be that the Bet Yosef in Siman Kufayin Gimel of Orachayim was talking about a Chumrah. He says you're, there is a Chumrah to wait when you have milk to wait six hours. Believe it or not, there is such a Chumrah. Now why am I saying all of this? Because there's a Sefer Noeg B'Chokhmah of Rabbi Yosef B'Naim, Dav Mem Aleph, writes that in the city of Fez, there was a Chacham Rav Avner Yisrael Tsarfati that said that there was a Minhag there that once they drank milk, they waited six hours. Now you would think, where did they get such a crazy Minhag from? The truth is, it's a Bet Yosef in Siman Kufayin Gimel. And not only that, the Arizal, it's written in Parashat Mishpatim, that on a day that he had cheese, he didn't eat meat until the night. Okay, so what's the reason why many people are not knowing this way? The Noeg B'Chokhmah brings that the great Rabbi Meir Yisrael, who I actually met somebody, I was eating with somebody this Shabbat, who used, who's a Talmud of Rabbi Meir Yisrael, believe it or not. Rabbi Meir Yisrael was Niftar in the 60s or something, and the... He's a great Talmud Chacham in the city of Fez. And he was Meshamish, the great Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Chaim HaKohen. He said, no, the Minhag is after milk. We don't wait at all. We have meat right away. So, and that seems to be the Pshat in, in, the, in, in, the, in the Bet Yosef. Ah, you're going to tell me, in the Shulchan Aruch. Ah, you're going to tell me the Zohar HaKadosh says, you see, you see, it seems to be you should wait between Chalav and Basar. 
So we'll answer you that there's other places in the Zohar Kadosh it's much more you don't have to wait at all in the Reya Mehemna Parashat Pinchas it talks about Maim Emtsaim and it says when you have cheese and then you want to have meat you have to have Maim Emtsaim doesn't say you have to wait six hours so you see that it's not Pashut at all that a person has to wait uh, six hours when he has uh, milk or cheese for that matter now the uh the Sefer Chemdat Yamim, who I think we spoke about, writes that Alpi Kabbalah, there's an Inyan Dafka to eat meat after milk. Because milk is Romez Lechesed. And meat is Din. It's red, it's Din. Milk is white, which is Chesed. And we have a law, we have a rule in Yoredea of Tata'a Gavar, that the bottom always wins. So when you have milk, and you're going to have meat afterwards, the milk is going to be mamtik the meat. Therefore you should have, dafka you should have meat after milk. And you're going to say, wow, what a crazy reason, but the, the Shire Bracha of the Marana Chida brings this. Rabbi Ben brings this as well in his Sefer, as a reason why somebody doesn't have to wait at all. And it's not a Chumrah, on the contrary, it's better to have meat right after milk. That is... Uh, that is an interesting reason. So, Be'etzem, if somebody doesn't know his minhag, he's allowed to have meat after cheese or after milk. We never had such a minhag to wait. Doesn't matter, American cheese, Swiss cheese, no type of cheese, there's no minhag to wait. Persians actually have a minhag of waiting after, after ma'achale chalab, after cheese, the Benishchai talks about it as well. But in Morocco, if those who had a minhag have to wait, but if you don't know what your minhag is, the pashtut is, you don't have to wait at all. Okay, so not only that, I'll, I'll mention to you that there's um, that if somebody wants to have um, milk, that he can have he can have chalav on Shavuot uh, in the morning after kiddush to be yotze the reason of the ramah, and then he has his seudot of meat. There's no obligation to have milk milk seudot. Now, is somebody allowed to have a milk seudah? Well, if he has ta'anuk from it, and if his wife likes it, and that's his enjoyment. So, yes, there's an inyan at least once during the Yom Tov, of Yom Tov Rishon and Yom Tov Shini, to have meat. And if you add meat, you're mekayim basar on Yom Tov of Simcha. But if you have enjoyment also of having a meal of chalab, then yesh al mani smoch. I'm just saying, that was never the minag. Never the minag to sit down and add blintzes. They, it was, if you would have a milk meat in a Sephardic country, they would throw you out of the, throw you, what is this? Milk wasn't something important at all. So that's just to understand why, um, uh, why there was a custom of milk and meat. Okay. Moving on to the night. So let's, a person stayed up all night. Now, when a person stays up all night, what is the halacha in regards to Birkota Shachar? The Birkota Torah, to the Bracha of Al Nitilat Yadaim, and to the and all of and all of the uh, all of the different Birachot. So here it gets very confusing because there's different Birachot. One second.
so. Yeah, any questions so far? Okay, so in regards to Birkota Torah, let's start with the bracha of, of Al-Nitilat Yadayim. If a person doesn't sleep, first of all, we say Kriyat Shema before Chatzot. According to the Arizal, it's important to say Kriyat Shema before Chatzot. And I see this many times, whenever there's a Kriya at night before Chatzot, we stop and we say Kriyat Shema. Doesn't matter if you're not going to sleep, there's an Inyan of Kriyat Shema before Chatzot, according to the Arizal. Next. Rabbi Ben Bashaul, based on the Kafachaim, writes that Birkota Shachar is done right after Chatzot. Right after Chatzot, a person gets up. Even I mean, not gets up. He, 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 up to a point that even if a person knows he's going to sleep a little bit later, Birkota Shachar is after Chatzot. Birkota Torah a little bit later on. That is not our custom. I've never seen anybody doing Birkota Shachar right after Chatzot. That is not our. It says, Birkot HaTorah, you do a little bit later. Yeah, what does it say, Halora? It says, Rabbi Avishai Rabotai. Rabbi Avishai is Rashka Bahag of Chachme Parash in Los Angeles. Now, no, in Link, I am the Chachme Parash. In Los Angeles, I'm saying. Okay, so... Birkot Birkot is done right after. Right, right, by right, 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 we're not great mikubalim like you. We do birkot shachar before tefillah. We'll discuss that. We do we we do birkot ha we do birkot ha ha, ha shachar and birkot Torah close to shacharit. Now, who does birkot shachar? Does somebody? Who didn't go to sleep still say Birkota Shachar. So although Maran writes that you only do Birkota Shachar if you hear the Tarnigol or if you, if you, if you put on your belt or whatever else, but the, the universal custom is like the Ramayan, like the Arizal, that Birkota Shachar is said Kitikuno every single day, no matter what. So we say Birkota Shachar no matter what. The issue is, do we say Birkota Torah or not? Is Birkata Torah said even if somebody didn't sleep? So the Shulchan Aruch writes in Siman Memzayin. I'll read you the language of the Shulchan Aruch. Af im lamad balayla. Even if a person learned at night, halayla holech achar ayom sheavar. The night goes after the the day from before. The eno tzarich lachzor velevarech kol zman shelo yashan. And he doesn't have to make a new bracha as long as he didn't sleep. Is Medayik of the Magen Avram, Medayik of the Magen Avram, that if he's awake all night, he doesn't have to make a bracha, Birkota Torah. In other words, he says that if he learned all night, he doesn't have to say Birkota Torah as long as he didn't sleep. Mashmah, if he's not sleeping, he's not saying Birkota Torah. So if a person stays up all night, he shouldn't say Birkota Torah. Now, what is the logic to this? There's a very big machloket if somebody, what is the yesod of Birkota Torah? Is Birkota Torah Birkat Hashevach 
Ubrikata Mitzvah. So the Bet Yosef in a few places in Siman Mem Vav Mem Zayin, I'm sorry, is Mashma that the Birkota Torah is a Birkata Mitzvah. Dibura Matchil Veli Nireh, he writes, Nireh de Birkata Torah, Tsarich Lil Mod Miyad, Ke'en Shara Mitzvot, She'enu Mavsik Ben Brachale Asiatan. Like all mitzvot. Like Birkata Torah is a mitzvah. If it's a, it's a Birkata Mitzvah, if there was no half-sick and you're learning all night, why should you be able to make another bracha? Few other places in the Bet Yosef is Mashma this way. And if it's a Birkata Mitzvah, then there is no way why you should be able to make a bracha if you didn't sleep. Indeed, I heard Rav David Bano from Montreal told me that he remembers from Rav Yosef Abu Chatzera, who was a, uh, who was a, a Dayan in Fez, he was a Talmud Racham Vatik and Bal Mesura, that remembers that they would always have somebody motzi them Yedechovatam by Birkota Torah. Birkota Shachar, you could say, but Birkota Torah, you have to have somebody be motzi Yedechovatam, Savik Brachot Leakin. Doesn't matter if you get cheesecake out of the No, but every that's oh, so that's a big question. During, during any time during the day, if you're mafsi, why don't you do a new birkata Torah? The answer is you're always thinking to get back to learning. That's not called afsik. But if you sleep, it's called afsik. Over here, you didn't sleep. So indeed, that's what Rabbi David Bano uh, uh, actually says. However, however, in the works of the Arizal, it's written that every bracha including Birkota Torah, has to be said every day, regardless whether you sleep or you don't sleep. And there were many in Morocco, and many that say that in Morocco, they did it no matter what. The Sefer Mincha Bilula, Rabbi Baruch HaSabag, the Sefer Kizur Shukhan Aruch is much for that way, but even though he's going like the Kapachayim. Uh, yeah, my friend, Rav Yosef Perez from Panama, he brought me a proof from the Primegadim that even the Shukhan Aruch, he, the, 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 that is Birkota Torah, he says that, I'm sorry, Birkata Torah is Birkata Mitzvah. He says, nevertheless, Birkata Mitzvah is pshat that you have kavana that your that your bracha should be chal until the next morning. You never had the kavana like unlimited. When you say the bracha, the prima gadim says it's up until the next morning. But that is the opinion of the uh, of the prima gadim. But as the Magen Avram is not masking to this. So of course. What I think is that the right thing is that if you have somebody who could be motzi everyone, that's the best. But if you don't have somebody who could be motzi everyone, it's better. You could do it on your own. Yeshan mali smoch. There's enough what to be somech on the Arizal and others to do it on your own. Uh, the only the the only issue is is the birkat eloi neshama. Rabbi Sira Basaul brings in chelik uh, gimel ilchot yom tov. Uh, Rabbi Zina Basel brings that regarding the bracha of Eloi Neshama Then it's better not to say the bracha of Eloi Neshama.
That would that would uh, that that's what comes out, and let me just get the exact place. Can't find it exactly now, but that, that's what he—that's uh, what he writes. Now, I just wanted to mention two more things. That there's a famous Rebbe that says that if somebody had a nap during the day and he stays up all night, then for sure if he didn't sleep, he could say Birkat Torah. Because Miman of Shach, if it's a Birkat Shevach, every day you say Birkat Torah, and if it's a Birkat, <coughs> if it's a Birkat Hatorah, a Mitzvah. You could rely that your shena during the night, during the day, was a half shena. So he, that's how he, that's how he does the mimanav shach. In other words, the whole reason why Ricky Vegas says we don't make we don't make a birkat haTorah when we take a nap during the day is because maybe it's a birkat haShevach. Okay, so if it's a birkat haShevach, I'm doing it in the morning. Ah, it's a birkat mitzvot. Okay, I slept. I slept during the day, and I still didn't make a bracha for that. So that's from Kivegur says me man of shach. There's definitely another reason why one could rely to make a new bracha birkata birkata Torah. Okay, obviously it's a big inyan to be tovel, according to the Arizal to to to, to, to go to the mikveh alotah uh, shachar. Then. We have a certain minagit tefillah that are very beautiful minagit tefillah. There's one minag that that is known in Morocco that they would throw water on each other on Chag Shavuot. As a matter of fact, I recently found out that my grandfather would actually make the type of tin uh, utensils that were used to spray water on one another on Shavuot. It's a big deal. Now... There were uh, Rabbanim in Morocco, especially Yosef Misas, came out against this minhag. That it, it, it went too far. Started being water fights, literal water fights. That you know, I heard in Israel there are cities that people come in like Rambo, that they come in with these uh, these water guns and they're just spraying each other the whole time. And come move on, it starts getting with women and men and schita and yom tov. So Rabbanim tried to be mevatel. But where does the minhag come from in the first place? There's a sefer called the Chala Kodesh from Rabbi Maimon El Baz, from this from the area of Tarudan. This is amazing. Rabbi Maimon El Baz lived in the time of the Arizal. He didn't know the writings of the Arizal. The Mishnah Bura actually quotes this Chala Kodesh in Ilchot Netilat Yadaim that when you go outside of the uh, out of the bathroom, you should wash with the cleat three times. Magen Avram brings it. Mishnah Bura brings Magen Avram. That's why the Ashkenazim they wash three times with the cup and they go outside based on. A great mikubal from Tarudan. And actually the, the Sfaradim, Rabbi Shalom Isai says, are, are not machmir to do with a kli. So we don't do like Rabbi Maimon El-Baz, Ashkenazim do. Interesting. Either way, this Rabbi Maimon El-Baz in the Sefer Echala Kodesh, the Maram Rambam El-Baz they called him, wrote that the reason why we we sprinkle water is zecher to the tal that people fell asleep before the the commandment, they, they uh, I'm sorry, not they fell asleep. They uh, they they after they heard the shteti from Kadosh Baruch Hu, they passed out and Hashem to be mechayeh them with the dew. So zecher latal is why we 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 spray the water. So it's actually a 
very um, a very holy minag. And I do that myself. I go around the Beit Knesset and I sprinkle people with water. I don't I don't pour water down their throat, and I don't make I make sure that it's not something that is um, that is not uh, that is not overly uh, overly emphasized. But based on this Maram El Baz, it's something important. There are those who give other reasons uh, to this minhag. I'll, I'll mention to you uh, a, a few of them. The the fact that Torah nimshele lamayim, have kol tzave tzame lechulamayim. Also, Torah is nimshele lamayim. That just like mayim goes from a tall to to, to low place, so to Torah makes a person humble. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu was saved from the water. So obviously this was a minagan. It was known that if somebody would have mistake made a mistake by Azarot, so they would correct him. They would say Awed Awed and go back, go back on the taut, and they would throw water on the last person who got the last stanza. These were all minagim that were very um, very dear during the reading of the Azarot, uh, and they, it, it definitely brought an, an amount of simcha to the chag something to look forward to. I remember uh, growing up, we were very machmer to finish all of Sefer Tehidim on Chag Shavuot, because that is the day that David HaMelech was niftari, was Yom HaHilula Shilo. Rabbi Baruch Tuledano writes, Nachon ilmot Tehidim Yom Chag HaShavuot. David HaMelech aitad minuchato b'yom hazeh, b'yom kadosh zeh yom adilu adileh, od yaletzon yom atilutav, lo yomar bakashot shel yiratzon, we also read Migilat Rut, two prakim before Mincha the first day, two prakim the last day. The nigun of Migilat Rut is very similar to the nigun of Shira Shirim. So these are a few minagim that have to do with Chaga Shavuot. Um, I hope that uh, that we covered. Uh, most of them. There's obviously the very special minag of reading the Ketubah, that's the Miyuchad by, by the Chachmei Ma'arav, that they will read the Ketubah between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Be'et Tichat Ha'ichad. The first Ketubah, I think, was written by, if I'm not mistaken, by Yisrael Najara. The second one was written by Habib Toledano, Rabbi Habib Toledano, and it's, a <coughs> it's for the second day. So that's a beautiful minag as well that should be upkept. So if you're not praying by Moroccans on Shavuot, then um, try to try to do something. Try to read. Try to have a Moroccan sit and read the Kituba on your own. Try to read Megillat Rut on your own. Well, although Megillat Rut is part of the Tikkun, start re- uh, try to read. Um, uh, try to read the Azharot and Yehirat Son that uh, that we should be mekabel bnei Torah, like the Sefer Torah Ati Yaakov writes. For bnei Torah, Shavuot is Yom Adin. How much Torah they're going to be mechadesh during the year? Hazaku Baruch.